Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome on in, Eagles fans, to episode 47 of the No Huddle Show, our Philadelphia Eagles podcast right here on NJ.com after another Eagles victory, 29-14. The Eagles go out to Chicago on Monday Night Football, move to 2-0 in impressive fashion. Elliot Stewart Parks, Mark Eckel, they were out there in Chicago to watch the Eagles move to 2-0. And uh, Elliot, just so excited to talk this morning that we couldn't wait here on this Tuesday morning. So Elliot is doing uh, his portion of this podcast from a cab, I believe, on the way to the airport to come home to Philadelphia. Is that right, Elliot? Yeah, and I'll say before I hopped on this, listening to the Chicago Sports Radio, Eagles fans probably feel pretty lucky this morning they have Carson Wentz and not Jay Cutler. Uh, Chicago fans are not too happy with uh, with Cutler after that performance, whereas Eagles fans, I know just from Twitter and all that, I mean, it's officially Wentz mania among Eagles fans. It is. It is. Wentz mania is a good way to put it. It's, it's Carson City in Philadelphia right now, and uh, Mark, we have a lot to get to in this podcast from the defense to Peterson, but we have to start, of course, with the rookie quarterback. 2-0 and through two games, no turnovers. Uh, I think impressive is probably a, a, you know, a light adjective to put the way he's played so far. Your thoughts on Carson Wentz on last night's performance? He was very good again, and like you said, the, the key to me, no turnovers. Rookie quarterbacks make mistakes. That's what they do. They're rookies. I mean, I've seen I've seen Randall Cunningham as a rookie. I've seen Donovan McNabb as a rookie. You know, two great quarterbacks. But as rookies, they made mistakes. They threw interceptions. They fumbled. They did things that rookies do. And he hasn't done it yet. He's he's been mistake free. And to me, that he's you know he throws a nice ball. We but we knew that you saw. I mean, if you can throw a nice ball in college, you throw a nice. But it's the same ball. I mean. Um, so I'm not I'm not surprised that he's on a lot of the passes that he throws, but I am I'm I'm taken aback by the fact that he's gone two games without making. I mean, he hasn't even had a, a play where it should have been intercepted. You know, like he's like you know where like the quarterback dropped it or something. He's been good. He's been really good. Yeah, he's been incredible so far, Mark. You're right. The no turnovers, the ability to go on the road. The last 15 years, I mean, last 20 years, I should say. Rookie quarterbacks 1-15 and 15 on the road in Monday Night Football. I mean, this just doesn't happen. Elliot, what stood out to you from this Carson Wentz performance now two in a row with the victory? Yeah, I mean, when you look at his numbers and what he did against the Cleveland Browns last week, obviously his numbers were better. But that's against the Browns on a Sunday at 1 o'clock. Um, it's a debut, so there's a little bit of pressure there. But, you know, I don't care how good the Bears are. If you're playing Soldier Field Monday Night Football, the Bears' home opener, I mean, that's a that's a tough stage. Um, you know, obviously Soldier Field being one of the more historic stadiums in the NFL. So 
the fact that he went in there, uh, you know, no turnovers. Um, I thought he threw the ball very well. Should have had a few more touchdowns than he had, actually. Um, I thought what he did was extremely impressive. And I think he actually, if you just watched the game, you didn't look at the end numbers. I think he played even better than he did uh, in week one, which is really saying something considering how much bigger the stage was. Yeah, it was. I mean, his numbers were pretty good, but I, I agree with you, Elliot. The way he played, uh, he had some big drops, obviously, from the receivers that didn't contribute to bigger numbers, but he played a tremendous game. And the other side of it was the defense. And, I mean, I think people, you know, you might forget because of how exciting the end was. That was a 9-7 game at the half mark. And then the Eagles' defense in the second half, they made it a lot easier on Wentz. They made it a lot easier on the offense because they took over the game. They knocked Cutler out, the turnovers. That was the defense we kind of saw throughout the preseason. You never know if that's going to translate, but that's what that was on Monday night. Yeah, you're right. And it rarely, you know, what you saw in a preseason, who, I mean, I don't care what you see in preseason. And Jim Schwartz even said, I don't, you know, I'm not hanging that on the wall about, you know, about the preseason stats. But no, the defense has played great the first two games. Um, they, they're leading the league in uh, the least amount of points allowed, they have uh, six sacks. A lot of pressure. They've caused four turnovers. Um, so they're doing everything that, you know, you they could have hoped that they would do. They're getting by the secondary. I still think if, you, you know, if you want to nitpick and say what, you know, what's the, what needs to improve or what, you know, what's the weakest part of the team, I still think the corners have gotten beat a few times. They've been fortunate and at, at times that, you know, it didn't, it didn't cost them as much. It did cost them on the one long ball last night, the 49-yard. Uh, completion uh, to to Jeffrey, uh, and that and that led, that was like the only play the Bears made all all night. That led that led to their only offensive touchdown of of the night. I mean, and again, you know, they're they're not perfect. They're not no team plays a perfect game, but no, the defense, the front four is getting a lot of pressure. The linebackers aren't being um, exploited as much as we thought they 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 might. So yeah, I mean, it's it's been a good it's been a good effort. Very good effort. And it'll be interesting to see. I mean, there's a lot of talk about, you know, is Wentz just the product of who he's played, uh, playing the Browns and the Bears? I don't think that's the case, but, I, you know, I, I am high on the defense. But I think if, you know, I think there's a better argument to me that the defense has kind of played two offenses that aren't that great. And I, I do think the defense will play well, but, you know, they have their, real, their first real test coming up this Sunday against the, uh, the Steelers. I mean, me and Mark talked about it at the game last night, but, It'll, you know, the cornerbacks are an issue on this team. Uh, Nolan Carroll has not played as well as I thought he would. Um, Lewis McKelvin isn't any good, and he's hurt. So they definitely have some, some cornerback issues on this team. But next week against Antonio Brown, I think that's when you'll really start to see, you know, playing Antonio Brown, playing Ben Roethlisberger. If the Eagles as a team compete this game or if the defense plays well, then I think you can really start to talk to them about, about them as a legitimate playoff contender. Yeah, and then right now they're 2-0. And, and we know since 1990, 63% of teams that go 2-0 make the playoffs, which isn't 100%, but it's certainly a bigger number than we probably, all three of us, would have given this team to make the playoffs two weeks ago. So two weeks in, has your minds changed about the Eagles, or are we still sitting in that we're not sure yet area? I mean, it has been the Browns, it has been the Bears, but usually, I mean, typically, when we look at teams around the NFL, Mark, if we say really good quarterback play that doesn't turn the football over, uh, and a good defense, that usually is the formula for a competitive team, if not a winning team. So two weeks in, have you started to change your mind a little bit on the Eagles, or are you still in that wait-and-see mode, Mark? Well, I'm, I'm always a wait-and-see guy. I'm, that's just the way I've been doing this too, too long to overreact. But they're better than – I mean, I thought that they were bad. I'm not going to lie. I, and I'm, I'm, they're, not, they're, they're not as bad as I thought. 
I'll say that. I mean, I, I thought they were really bad. I thought that I didn't think I didn't think a rookie quarterback could come in and not make mistakes. I thought that would be. I thought Wentz. I thought Wentz was going when, especially when they traded Bradford and they made Wentz the starter. I was all for it. Okay, good. Let's get the kid in now. Let's see what he's got. But he's going to, you know, there's going to be growing pains. You know, he's going to make some good plays, and you're going to say, "Wow, look at that." But he's going to make some bad plays, and you're going to say, "Oh, well, he's a rookie. That's a rookie." The fact that he hasn't done that, I'm like I said, I'm I'm taken aback by it. Also, and I don't think this is getting enough credit. We're talking about the defense. We're talking about the quarterback. One of the reasons I thought they were going to be not very good either is because I didn't think Doug Peterson, as a rookie head coach, I thought he would make glaring errors that would that would cost him, you know, during the course of a game. He's been flawless in in in, in two games. He he's been every good. He's been every bit as good as Wentz, and as a head coach, I mean, he hasn't done anything wrong. He hasn't blown a timeout. He hasn't mismanaged the clock. He hasn't. He's had the right people in at the right time. I mean, I haven't second-guessed anything that he's done. I mean, um, he, he's very aggressive. He's gone for it on fourth down and gotten it both times. He opened the game Monday night with that empty backfield five-receiver, you know, set. And the first uh, the first six plays, and Wentz went six for six. They weren't – they were all like eight, nine yards. But that's, that's fine. And they moved right down the field and, and kicked the field goal. And I don't think the Bears saw that coming. And they weren't ready for it. And then they did it again right before the end of the first half, and, and they got another field goal out of it. So, he, you know, I don't think you can underestimate the job Doug Peterson has done. So combining – and they were both unknowns to us. They were both unknowns. Nobody could tell you that what they, what they thought Carson Wentz was going to do because we hadn't seen it. And nobody could tell you what, how good or bad Doug Peterson was going to be because we hadn't seen it. I was just basing it off experience of rookie quarterback, rookie head coach, it usually takes a while to get going, and there's there's mistakes made. But these two guys haven't made any, so yeah, I think they're better than I thought they were. Now I'll still wait and see because they have some games coming up, like starting this week against Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, that'll be like as Elliot said, that's their biggest test yet. Yeah, I think the Doug Peterson point is a great one, Mark, because he was a complete unknown, and really there was no excitement about him. I mean, Carson Wentz, although he was an unknown to everyone in Philadelphia. At least there was a, oh, wow, a rookie quarterback excitement. Maybe he is the next big thing. I don't know if anyone thought that about Peterson, but I've been impressed too. And you mentioned the aggressiveness going for it on fourth down, especially because we're coming off of three years where Chip Kelly was more conservative than anything else when it came to those type of, you know, 50-50 type of calls from a head coach. Peterson's been aggressive. And I watched that video the Eagles put up of him mic'd up last week, and he talked about when he went for it on fourth down last week, kind of what that the psyche of a team, Elliot. It feels like Doug Peterson has he's got a good feel of how to go about these games, and I don't know if you could, well, you can't measure that, but it just feels like he knows what buttons to push during different moments of the game. Yeah, and I think the thing that I underestimated, you know, when we talk about how our outlook on the team has changed, obviously Peterson's a huge factor, but one of the things the Eagles kind of promoted and, you know, shouted from the mountaintop all offseason was, look, we got a former quarterback as a head coach, we have a former quarterback as offensive coordinator, the former quarterback as our uh, quarterback coach. And they kind of talked about how beneficial that they think that would be to win. And I kind of not laughed at it, but I didn't really put much into it. Uh, but I think that's proven to be big. I think, you know, you talk about the way Peterson handles the whole team. Um, I think he's done a good job with that. But I just think the way he's handled Wentz, which is, this is a tough spot. I mean, a rookie, North Dakota State, you know, I mean, going into a game like last night, I think almost every, uh, you know, Mark said, every, every, every button he's, he's pressed has turned out to be the right one from the way he 
game plans with Wentz to the opportunities he puts him in. And I think a lot of that, um, I think Frank Wright has a lot to do with that too. Um, I just think that the three of them have done a great job bringing along Wentz, um, which is obviously a huge part of the team. But then when you talk about the locker room in general, you know, I was obviously there for all three years of Chip. And when you're 2-0, and I think it's easy for players to love the coach. It'll be interesting to see, you know, in year three when, you know, under Chip they were 7-9 and nine and things were ugly. That, then we'll see. If it, if it ever gets like that with Peterson, then we'll see how they really feel about him. But, you know, for now, I do think they, they do genuinely appreciate the fact that Doug is a former player and that Doug kind of gets it. And I think a little bit of that is kind of coming off of Chip, who was not a former player and was, you know, extremely – I don't want to say stubborn, but you know he's very set in his ways on how he likes to do things. I think Doug, being that former coach, coming in a little more easygoing, um, I think it's really, really uh, worked with, with the players. Yeah, I do too. I mean, it feels like that so far. I mean, the Eagles, have, it feels like they've bought in. It feels like it's, it's a different – it's a feel we didn't expect, and it's certainly a different feel than it was last year. So, Mark – go ahead, Mark. Just add that real quick. I mean, that, that, that's all nice talk. You know, all the, the players like it. Forget all that. That that mean that no, he's coaching a good game. That's what I. Yeah. I, he, I knew Doug Peterson was a nice guy. I knew he's very likable. I, 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 I didn't care about any of that. I still don't. I didn't know what he was going to do in the heat of the moment during the game as a guy that never did it before. That's that's my thing. The last time he, the only head coaching job he ever had was was a high school in in Texas, and, and not like one of the big high schools in Texas, some little high school in Texas. So I mean. That was that's what I'm trying to stress. I don't care about how much. I mean, all that stuff is nice. nice it's great, but I expected him to be out coached at the time, and not you know that he would have to learn on the job. Like, and I've, I've seen a lot of young coaches go go through that. No, he's if I didn't know any better, if I just got here this year and didn't know what, didn't know anything about the history of the Eagles or Anna, I would never think this is this guy's first two games ever as a head coach in the NFL. I would think, oh no, this guy's been coaching a long time. And I wouldn't think the quarterback's a rookie either. That's that's the biggest surprise to me. You have a rookie and a rookie, and neither one of them look like rookies. No, they don't. And Doug Peterson, after the game last night, actually said that Carson Wentz to him, the conversations they have on the sideline, it's almost like talking to a 9- or 10-year veteran. They don't feel like rookies. They don't seem like rookies. They're certainly not performing like them. Before we look forward to this coming week against the Steelers and maybe talk about some of the, the issues this team does have to clean up, you guys already mentioned a couple of them, is there something for each of you guys that's standing out when you're looking at this team? Maybe it's a stat, maybe it's a number, maybe it's just an aspect of the team. The one for me that I saw this morning is the time of possession. Eagles 75 minutes to about 44 for their opponents. And I think I downplayed how much of a difference it could maybe have on this defense after the past couple of years, but they look good in these second half. So that's, I mean, that's one thing that stood out to me. Mark, how about for you? Is there, is there something standing out for you that you've noticed, whether it be a number yeah. or just kind of an aspect of the team so far? Yeah, I'll give you a number. Zero. That's how many turnovers they have in two games. Zero. So not only hasn't Carson Wentz thrown an interception, which is a, remarkable for a rookie quarterback, they haven't fumbled either. There's only I, I looked it up this morning when I did my 10 reasons uh, why they're 2-0. There's only, I believe, uh, four teams in the league right now that haven't turned the ball over. So that's impressive. If you don't turn the ball over and you force some turnovers like they have, generally you're going to win the game. What's funny to me, too, is last year, I think in the season opener, Bradford had two interceptions, and he finished with 14 on the year, and everyone was like, well, you know, uh, the receivers he plays with are really bad, and you know all these things, right? I mean, Carson Wentz is putting up points with this offense, put up, I think, 
27 points last week against the Browns or something like that. And then 29, last night they had 29 points, and they were all offensive. I mean, oh, oh like let's that. not get silly. Nigel Radham brought the ball back to the two. All right. Well, I'm just saying. I'm all just right, saying. I'm I mean, saying. like, I, mean, I just think it's funny how the receivers are, you know, obviously Jordan Matthews had to drop pass. The receivers are dropping passes. And, you know, Wentz is still moving this offense. And they're still, you know, he's still able to win games. And I think, you know, when you see what Wentz is able to do in his first two games as a rookie with the same skill position players that Bradford had, I know he's in a different offense. And, you know, we can debate, you know, whether Wentz is better set up to succeed than Bradford was with Chip. But, you know, he's got the same same skill players around him. He's still having passes dropped. And the Eagles are still moving the ball much better than they did last year. Um, but, you know, to get to get to Joe's point about, you know, the one thing that stood out to me, this isn't a stat, but the offensive line has been great, in my opinion. I mean, going into the year, I remember recording a lot of these podcasts talking about, you know, why we thought the Eagles weren't going to be very good. And the offensive line was always the top of that list. You know, we talked about Jason Peters' health, and then we talked about the lane suspension, which, you know, is you know reportedly going to be coming after the bye week. But, you know, I think the offensive line – has played very well. There's been very few times where Wentz has been running for his life or, or he's taken a hit as a result of the offensive line. A lot of the hits he's taking are really his own doing. But, you know, um, you talk about the turnovers, the time of possession, all those things, it all feeds back, in my opinion, into the offensive line and how they've been considerably better than, uh, than I think we all could have expected. Yeah, they have been. And, and I think you bring up a good point, Elliot, there with the, the hits that Wentz has taken. I mean, we get into some of the negatives or some of the concerns with a 2-0 and team now before we look forward to the Steelers game. The one that you know, kept popping up last night, clearly, as we do this podcast on a Tuesday morning, is how many hits Wentz is taking and how he's not afraid at all of contact. It's one thing to stand in the pocket, Mark, and take a hit and throw the ball down the field. But when he gets out of the pocket, he a lot of times there was two plays by, by the sideline where – he didn't slide. He didn't directly go out of bounds. He took a shot first before the play ended. How concerning is that, that he oh. really doesn't make a big effort to, you know, take no contact, and he kind of invites it a lot of times? How concerning? Ask Elliot. Every time he does it, I, I scream, no, what are you doing? Like, stop. <laughs> he's going to, no, I mean, seriously, he's, you can't do that. You can't, he's got to learn, or it's not a matter of learning. I think he knows. I mean, but he. He's got to stop thinking he's at North Dakota State where you can get away with that stuff. No, these NFL guys hit a little harder. I mean, he, somebody's going to put him out. I mean, we've seen in two games the Eagles have knocked out two quarterbacks, right? I mean, RG3's out for whatever, 10 weeks, and now Cutler has a bit. Quarterbacks get hurt. I mean, by not being daring, they get hurt sometimes. Just on, They get hurt. Stop. Don't ask for it. Really, that that's my only, my only negative thing I can say about Carson Wentz is that He's got to be more careful about himself. He's careful with the ball. Be careful with your body. Like he got flipped over again Monday night on a on a, on a hit. That's not good. I mean, I, I don't I don't want to see Case Daniel quarterback. I want to keep seeing Carson Wentz. Here's the only thing I'll say, and I, I agree with everything Mark just said. But to play devil's advocate just just a little bit is I do think there were some moments in last night's game. There was a throw that you know, didn't end up counting because of a penalty that, that had nothing to do really with the play, but where Wentz stood in the pocket and, you know, took an absolute blow right to the chest, but it was a third down play. Um, he completed the ball to uh, Brent Selleck. And, you know, we talked a little earlier in the podcast about how the Eagles teammates, how they feel about Wentz. And I don't think he needs to, you know, he's, I don't think he's lacking respect. I think they do respect him, but I will say that there's plays like that from a rookie, you know, two games in, 
where you do take a hit or you do fight for that extra yard, you know, is he going to, he's going to get hurt eventually doing this. So I agree with Mark, you guys be careful about it, but I do think there are some benefits to it as well in terms of kind of showing his teammates, you know, that he is a tough quarterback and that he is going to take those hits if he has to take them. Listen, to getting hit in the pocket when you deliver a ball, no, that, that half, that's what quarterbacks do. I'm talking about when he's running, like get out of bounds. Yeah, yeah. Or slide. Yeah, no, I agree. That's what I'm talking about. Don't no, you get hit in the pocket. That's you know, what are you going to do? I mean, that, that's part of the game. I'm talking about not not getting not like, asking for more hits almost. Yeah, he's got to stop doing that because otherwise yeah. we're going to have we're going to have a situation where it's going to be this high high in Philadelphia and it's going to come crashing down. We have to watch a, a Chase Daniel start at some point this year, and, and nobody obviously wants to see that because the Eagles are a great story right now. All right, I'm going to throw three concerns at you that I took away from the game. You tell me which is the biggest one for you, or if you have a bigger one that I didn't name, let's hear that. So to me, when I looked at that and thought about the different things that happened during Monday Night Football, I took away these three things. And you guys kind of mentioned one already. The cornerbacks getting beat deep and just a lack of having really great cover corners on the outside. Jordan Matthews continuing to have a big drop or two per game, and he's their number one target, so he gets the ball thrown him a lot. And then the third one, and Elliot, you had mentioned the offensive line playing well. When there is pressure coming, from my eyes, I, I feel like it's coming straight up the middle, and I feel like Jason Kelsey is the one having issues mm-hmm. right now. So, uh, Elliot, we'll start with you, then we'll go to Mark. Of those three things, or you could pick your own, what's the big concern coming off of a, a 2-0 and team right now? So we talked about the cornerback play, which would have been my answer, you know, um, and it probably still is my biggest concern with this team just because they haven't. I mean, Alshon Jeffrey obviously is a great receiver. Um, they were able to contain him pretty well last night outside of that one um, play against Jalen Mills. But the cornerbacks to me are still the biggest issue. But I think you raised a great point with that last one, which is as good as offensive line is playing. Jason Kelsey has had some moments where he's looked incredibly shaky and you know coming off a bad year last year um when you look at his whole career you can almost forgive one bad year um but you know he didn't play overly well last week against the browns there was a few plays last night where he just looked completely overmatched and i do think that's a concern because you know it all ties it ultimately all ties in but like you know we just talked about if Wentz is going to get hit in the pocket it's almost always going to be coming up the middle and you know that if kelsey's an issue i mean you know they don't have any good really back up offensive line at all. But, you know, we've talked a lot about how tackle depth is an issue, but it's a huge issue at center as well. I mean, I know you can maybe put Wisniewski in there, but with how much Wentz and Kelsey depend on each other for the pre-snap reads and how much of a big part of Wentz's game that is, if they have to bench Kelsey or, you know, Kelsey just plays so poorly that he can't, can't be out there, it's going to be a major problem um, for this, for this offense. So I think the Kelsey concern is something that a lot of people are talking about, but I think you're right. That's an absolutely huge, huge concern on this team, you know, as far as their concerns go. And I'll, I'll compound that. I agree. And, I, and I'll, com- I'll compound that by saying in two weeks or three weeks, whenever they get back from the bye, if Lane Johnson, as expected, isn't around, now you're going to shuffle around a little bit. Now you're taking Alan Barber, yeah. who's played okay at guard. I think he's a solid – I mean, he, listen, he's not going to the Pro Bowl. But he's a he's okay at guard. He's he's done a good job as as a guard. If they're gonna they're gonna move him to right tackle, where he's not as good, and now they're gonna put somebody else in at guard. Now we don't know how that guy's gonna play at guard. Probably gonna be with Wisniewski. So now you got if Kelsey doesn't start playing better, you're right. Now you got another. You know you, you could have t- three weaknesses on the line. You can't have Kelsey. Can't be a weakness if you're. You know what I'm saying? If 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 you're moving a right. guard to a tackle, you you gotta expect Barber 
He's going to do the best he can, but he's, that's not really – he's more of a guard. So you're asking him to play something different. You're bringing in a guy off the bench to play guard. He's not going to be as good as the, the starter was. So Kelsey's got to be – he's got to be a solid rock there. He's got to be one of the one of the cornerstones. If he's not, the line – now all of a sudden that line could start crumbling. It could. And in front of a rookie quarterback that we just talked about has a, you know, kind of a habit of, of holding the ball or, you know, not being shy about contact, it could be, a, you know – tough formula for the Eagles here, but they're 2-0 and right now. Uh, they have these two wins under their belt, and uh, let's look forward a little bit here. These two wins, no one could take away from them. They're banked, but again, they were against the Browns and Bears, so we throw that out there. They have those two wins against teams that they're better than. Now a big test comes Sunday. What, what's your initial thoughts on this one? I mean, for me, like, I don't even, I wouldn't even say they have to win the game to tell me they're legit. If they play with the Steelers, who I think are a legitimate Super Bowl contender, um, I think it should be an exciting time going into the bye. Mark, first thoughts on Steelers, Eagles. It should be a fun atmosphere in Philadelphia on Sunday. Well, yeah, it's, I mean, this is the Battle of Pennsylvania. I mean, if, if Donald Trump wins Pennsylvania, he might be president. So if Doug Peterson wins, wins Pennsylvania, he might be governor. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> so, no, it's, 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 we, we kind of talked, we jo- oh, like jokingly talked about it last week that you could have, you know, two teams coming in 2-0 and in a big game. And, you know, the Steelers haven't won in Philadelphia. I, I have their year written down. I think it's like 1950-something, which is kind of crazy to think about. The Steelers are, I mean, they're, I hate, I mean, again, I don't, I think the Steelers are the better team and, and they're favored and they'll probably win. But the Eagles are catching the Steelers at kind of a, a good time and that they're, the Steelers are coming off a, 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 a good division win against their their new arch rival, the, the Bengals, uh, who's who I think is a very good, very good team as well. Will they be flat? I don't. I don't know if, it's, if the Steelers are going to come in flat, but they're not going to come in. The game means more to the Eagles, I think, than than the Steelers. How, how about that? Yeah, it certainly. Yeah, could I mean, cement, I, I, it could cement the Eagles. Go ahead, Elliot. No, I was just going to say I agree uh, with, with what you said, Joe, in the way that I don't think the Eagles have to win this game to prove something to me. I think. Uh, you know, if Doug Peterson can go in there and coach right with Mike Tomlin, if Wentz can keep his team in the game and kind of go head-to-head against against Roethlisberger and, uh, you know, not get blown out, and if the defense can contain the Steelers' offense with Antonio Brown. We talked earlier about the issues they're going to have at cornerback there. But I think, you know, if the Eagles lose this game 27-24, 27-20, if it's a game going into the fourth quarter, I'll be very impressed because I agree with you, Joe. I think the Steelers are legitimate Super Bowl contenders. Um, so I think they're one of the best teams in the league, obviously. So if Eagles, who coming into this year, you know, we all thought maybe four or five, six wins can, you know, re- play right with the Steelers. And granted, I agree with Mark, it is a good spot for them. But, I, you know, I think if they play with the Steelers, I'll, I'll be incredibly impressed. And if they beat the Steelers going into the bye week, and then you have Detroit. I mean, you're talking about this team potentially jumping out to five, six, you know, like six and one, seven and one or something like that. Which would be incredible considering, you know, a couple weeks ago what yeah. the projections were for a team with a rookie quarterback, rookie coach. All right, we'll end with this. Um, as the Steeler game coming up on Sunday, who do you think has the bigger challenge in this one? Is it Doug Peterson trying to um, do it again against, you know, a, I think a Steelers front seven that's pretty good? I mean, they're not great in the back end, but they could get after a quarterback. Or is it the other side? Is it Jim Schwartz trying to slow down Roethlisberger and Antonio Brown and an and attack that even without Le'Veon Bell is, is pretty good. Mark? I think it's Jim Schwartz. I think the Steelers' offense presents more problems 
for the Eagles' defense than the Steelers' defense does to the. I mean, it's not, don't, I'm taking anything away from the Steelers' defense, but you can the Eagles can do some things. I think offensively to at least slow them down, whatever. Antonio Brown is if he's not the best receiver, he's. I mean, him Odell. I mean, Julio Jones, they're, they're, he's in that elite group. He's an elite wide receiver. And the Eagles haven't seen an elite wide receiver yet this year. So there's that. And, yeah, Bell's not there, but D'Angelo Williams is having a great – he's off to a great start. You know, and the Steelers – I, I, you know, I haven't seen – I saw a little bit of the, of the Redskin game. Their offensive line is playing well. Like, they're they're making holes. They're, they're creating holes for D'Angelo Williams. So, yeah, the Eagles' run defense is going to get a, their, their, their toughest test. The secondary is going to get their toughest test. Let's be honest, Ben Ben Roethlisberger is a little bit better than Jay Cutler and RG three. No, more than more than a little bit. Yeah, no, I'd agree with that. Elliot, we'll wrap with you. Biggest challenge for Sunday against the Steelers is it the offense trying to um, put some points up and protect Wentz, or is it that defense? I think it's definitely the defense, and I think it's specifically at the cornerback spot. I mean, it's like uh, like Mark said. Antonio Brown might not be the best receiver, but he's one of the receivers that are going to cause one of the biggest problems for the Eagles this year just because of how quick he is. I mean, one of the things the Eagles don't have at cornerback is speed. Um, I know Leotis McKelvin said, you know, his injury, he has the fast guy injury, but McKelvin can't really play, so it doesn't matter whether he's healthy or not. I mean, you know, Nolan Carroll is his team's best cornerback, but he does better against the large, you know, the bigger receivers. He's more of a physical guy. Jalen Mills is kind of quick, but, again, he's been making – his, you know, his second game really was significant playing time, and he, he struggled last night. So I think the biggest – they can contain Antonio Brown. If, if you told me this time next week Antonio Brown had three catches for 40 yards or something like that, I think they win the game. I think you'll be able to tell exactly how this game goes by looking at Antonio Brown's stat line because if they can contain him, I think the offense will be able to score enough points. I think the run defense will do well. But um, I think this has a, uh, the potential to really get ugly when it comes to Antonio Brown and the Steelers' offense putting up some big points. Yeah, it could. It's a big test, and if the Eagles come close to passing it, it's going to be uh, it's going to be an interesting couple weeks as the city of Philadelphia just gets even more excited for a team no one expected much out of. But here we are at two and zero. Elliot, have a safe flight. Mark, you as well when you uh, head back to Philadelphia. We'll catch you up again uh, next week, and uh, we'll talk about maybe the surprise of the NFL, the Eagles. Thanks, Elliot. No problem. Talk to you guys soon. Thanks, Mark. Thank you, Joe. Take care. And thanks to all of you for listening to episode forty-seven of the No Huddle Show, our Philadelphia Eagles podcast right here on NJ.com. You can subscribe on iTunes, listen on Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play, any way you want to listen, you can listen right here on NJ.com. <laughs>